Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast. This episode is a live recording from Geek Girl Con in Seattle. So thank you so much to Geek Girl Con for letting us have space to do a live podcast there. Thanks to my host, Mallory of Mallory of Sunshine. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. This week's episode is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch is the place to go if you're looking for geeky accessories that also feel a little bit nostalgic. So Pokemon fans, there's definitely something for you. They have pins, apparel, bags, stickers, office goods, basically everything you could want. And it's all well-designed and nerdy and reminds you of your childhood faves, which is something I absolutely love. To start shopping, you can head to loganartschicago.com or follow them online at loganartschicago. Welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast live from Geek Girl Con. Um, thank you all so much for being here. This is actually maybe the most people we've ever had on a podcast recording, which is rad. There are millions here for those listening out. <laughs> um, I am here with Mallory from Mallory of Sunshine and also... What you reading? What you reading? <laughs> um, and so we're doing a podcast series about like writing and authors and books for NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month, which is November. So I thought it'd be fun to have Mallory talk about books. Uh, you specifically are into young adult mm-hmm. and I mean, I guess young adult is like the broad yeah. version of things. But uh, if, uh, for people who listen to our podcast a lot, I rarely read. So I have to interview people who read a lot more than I do. Because <laughs> uh, our co-editor, Liz, is definitely the literary one of the two of us. Um, so this will be me asking a lot of questions, which is super fun. But I guess the first question is, has reading always been like a big part of your life? Or is that a new thing? Or is it does it go in and out? Like, what's your relationship to reading like? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, yeah, so it has always been a part of my life. I think we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. We're both homeschooled. So we fr- books were kind of our friends mm-hmm. a lot growing up. Um, we had friends, too. We did have friends, but books were there were really more books good than friends. friends for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, so I like reading books, oh, like multiple books a week kind of thing. And then, you know, you get older and maybe you do more school or you do more work or a combination of the two. And I definitely read less during those years. Um, and now I have a long commute. And so I was reading less when I started that long commute. But thanks to audiobooks, I'm finally starting to read again. Um, I'm also in a weird space right now. I talked about this in my last episode. I have two whole episodes of my podcast out, everyone, which is so fancy. Listen, it's um, hard. I totally it's hard. Get it. It's so hard. I thought, I thought, oh, let me do a podcast because that's so much easier than video. Uh, nope, you don't have a visual to edit with, and I'm I li- read my own lips when I edit video. It's uh, anyway. So yeah, it's actually it's gotten harder for me. But um, yeah, but so I've been reading more because of that. Um, but also my brain's just been really full, so I've been reading a little less than I have usually. Um, 
But yeah, so that, I guess that is a very long way to answer your question about my relationships with books. I love books. I just I mean, wish I made more time for it. I was going to ask you about audiobooks though, because mm-hmm. that's sort of, uh, I live in New York, so I used to do subway commuting, which is very different than driving commuting. So I used to read a lot because there's not much else to do. Mm-hmm. And now I work and live in the same place. So finding time to read is like, it feels sometimes like choosing not to do anything else, which is the wrong way to think about it. But audiobooks has been great, have been great for me too. Um, but I know some people have like weird feelings about them or yeah, it takes, it's like a different thing. So it is harder to get into sometimes. Yeah. It's a different relationship with a book, which sounds weird to say, but like there's something about holding a book in your hands where you're like, this is, this is my, this is my friend yeah. <laughs> right? that you can like hold and yeah, but um, it does allow you to multitask, which is nice. Yeah. And it's easier than watching a television show. Yeah. You, is Audible like your your go-to for audiobooks? or? Yeah, they got me. I'm on the subscription, so it just makes it too easy. And yeah. I have too many credits. Yeah, I've heard, actually, Raman told me um, a lot of libraries have like totally. that Overdrive, is that still too. a thing? Or one, li- one library? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But yeah. I, I don't need that extra resource yet. <laughs> But maybe um, one day you will. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and you actually are the person who introduced me to book culture. Because I don't think I knew. Like, when I was a kid, I think I I would just, like, go to the library and pick something. But I didn't talk to other people about the books I read. I would just, like, read a series that I knew about. Um, and then I don't read a lot now. So I didn't realize the way that I understand, like, TV communities or comics communities mm-hmm. or, like, movies fandoms there's a book fandom too like a lot a lot a lot of them totally and a lot happens and that's like a world I did not know existed before totally yeah like booktube and bookstagram I think we were talking about earlier today yeah yeah um booktube and it's interesting because I mean you know communities form all over the place around all kinds of things um and I think, you know, YouTube just used to be a place where people would go to talk about their lives. And then it sort of started, these niches started forming. And I don't know how long ago I became aware of BookTube. I want to say it was only like five or six years, maybe. Was it around um, before that? I don't know. Okay. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. That's cool. <laughs> um, I know book conventions were, you know, but even like BookCon or like having people who weren't in the industry of like publishing or books in that way, I wasn't aware of like people like me going to book conventions before Cause they used a handful to be of years like ago. Industry, like trade shows where like totally. you, you had to prove that you belonged there. Basically it yep. wasn't really for fans. No. And like now it, it's changing. Yeah. Right. And it definitely is. Um, yeah. So it, it's great. I think the one thing, and we can probably, we'll probably talk more about this later, but the one thing about book tube specifically that I just think about a lot is how one-sided it feels. Like there isn't a lot of representation in BookTube or you'll see, or and for that matter in Bookstagram too, but you'll see what happens with a lot of minority groups where they just, they're there, but nobody's talking about them or sharing their stuff. Um, so that is sort of where the podcast, well, and my BookTube channel stem from was I decided the niche I needed to be in was the minority niche of like queer literature, especially in the young adult sphere, because just not a lot of people were talking about it or all the straight people were talking about it. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. You can definitely talk about it and like do, but also there needs to be more of the community talking about 
the representation for the community. If that makes sense. Yeah, and also, I mean, I think this happens a lot, but so I've looked at Bookstagram a little more than, because I am on Instagram way more than YouTube, mm -hmm. and I don't want to say it all looks the same, but you can look at 50 different accounts and, like, maybe be able to tell them apart. And mm -hmm. so that, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not necessarily a great thing either. Yeah. It becomes, it's like... Hard. Yeah, I feel like it becomes a little, like, uniform or a little, yeah. like, everyone's sort of doing the same thing. Totally. And how much of that is just us feeding the algorithm, right? Yeah, but totally. that's, like, a whole <laughs> another conversation, too, which so, is challenging. Yeah. Uh, this question is purely selfish because I want to know the answer. But if someone, like, loves reading and is just now learning what, like, that booktube and bookstagram exist, how do you even start navigating that mm -hmm. like what do you do to find them <laughs> or like yeah where do you go well it's interesting because it for the most part at least the prevalent I would say the prevalent accounts that lots of people know about are a pretty tight-knit community so they're always sharing each other which is kind of cool. cool um and in that way I think booktube is a really I mean it's not like people are not welcoming. They're welcoming. Yeah. It's just finding them is tricky sometimes. Um, reviews is how I found, I think I found BookTube in the first place. I was like, I'm interested in this book. I want to know if someone's talking about it on YouTube because I do that for makeup. I'm like, if I want to know about makeup, I just go to YouTube and I watch a video about makeup. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'll do the same thing with books. And then I found some accounts that I was like, oh, I think I'm going to subscribe to these accounts because they talk about <laughs> books that I want to you know, hear about. Um, uh, so yeah, I would say just maybe if there's a book you're interested in or an author you're interested in, just do a search. I mean, it sounds really basic, but just do yeah. a search and see what comes up. Uh, especially on YouTube, you'd probably find something and then you might find, you know, and then they, YouTube's pretty good about like showing you related accounts, which Instagram is too, but um, yeah. That is true. If you find one and then yeah. hit follow. It's like a rabbit hole. Like, Here's 5,000 more. Or also, totally. I forgot about this, but <clears throat> I I have recently started working with authors to do book collabs and so I look at their accounts and so like they'll be tagged in things that um like reviewers or creators are doing so I guess you can like kind of reverse like go backwards that way yeah totally which is cool so do you feel like the niche of like we've been talking about how you like felt like there was something missing in representation of different book um, like different parts of book culture, do you feel like the niches are growing? Like there's more happening? Um, like there are more, like for example, there's more queer literature happening or just there's like people are talking about it more? Hmm. I think both. Cool. <clears throat> and I think that's, I'm sorry, my voice is doing weird things. So like it's fun for editing later. On day, so <laughs> that's just how it goes. <laughs> yep. Um, I think it is both. I think that's just kind of, I mean, a, a product of the world in some ways. Um, and we were talking earlier, too, about uh, hashtag own voices, which is something that I learned about uh, probably only a few years back. But I mean, I learned about this today, so okay. please explain. <laughs> yeah, more. so own voices is sort of a niche of BookTube and Bookstagram where the whole point is um, that the... So, I'm not explaining this very well already. This is great. Yep, end of day <laughs> three, two. Um, 
minorities, so like in my case, I look for a lot of queer authors and literature, um, are writing about their own, they're writing their own representation. Um, so that's cool because it's not somebody, like yes, everyone's experiences in the world are valid, but someone who is queer, writing about queer experiences, just feels like something that's gonna be more authentic for me to experience or read, or like that perspective I will care about more than if it is a like cis, straight, you know, person talking about those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, own voices is just like when the minority is talking and writing about themselves. Um, so like actually C.B. Lee is an example of yeah. that, right? Because her, she is Asian and her main character in her first book is Asian. Um, uh, um, oh, Britta is also another, yeah. yeah, with Ship It. So she's writing about um, queer representation and is queer, so. Is that like what, is that is it like a hashtag or is it a yeah okay, it's a hashtag like that's kind of how you can find it search it okay mm -hmm. cool totally yeah so uh when i do i used to do a video before i switched over to my podcast but for the last four years i've done a like most anticipated lgbtqia yeah. books for the year and i make it a point to try to call out when when there is own voices i like try to seek it out and obviously not everybody like identifies online or is out or whatever but um, I think it's just important and good to know, you know, because hearing those perspectives from the people who their lives are that <laughs> is just good. Yeah. And I feel like there are, I feel like I've seen a lot of lists of, um, like if you're, if you're looking for a book or a story that falls in a certain niche, whatever that is, I've seen a lot more lists going around. I mean, I'm sure the lists aren't new. I'm just seeing them, but like there are lists of comics with certain types of stories or mm -hmm. books, young adult, adult. Um, so I feel like totally. probably Googling that too, you would find like mm -hmm. people's, everyone's own list of, uh, yeah, if you like this book or looking for this kind of thing, yeah. which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think any representation when it doesn't exist at all is great, but I also think it's even better coming from. Yeah, that. totally. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I actually had never heard of that before yeah. today. So yeah. that is. I was really cool. excited when I learned about it too. So I just, yeah, it's awesome. Another thing that I think is what I see the most in book culture that I think is cool is like when there are, I mean, NaNoWriMo is one when there are mm -hmm. like challenges or there are, uh, I don't even know what the other word, but challenges, like yeah. everyone doing the same thing <laughs> together. It's not always <laughs> like you have to accomplish something, but there are like reading ones or writing ones. Um, mm -hmm. Is it just kind of like follow people who do that type of thing and you'll just see them pop up or are there like other ways to find out what's happening. Because so the thing that's mm -hmm. hard sometimes is you you find it when it's already in the middle, mm -hmm. and then that's, like, kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, they're... So, readathons are typically what they're called. The like, <laughs> it's, like, long and confusing. <laughs> um, I can't remember her actual real name, but um, Little Book Owl is her name on Instagram and YouTube. She actually compiles a giant list of all the book or like readathon she knows about for the whole year and updates it every year. Um, so that's a great resource. Um, and yeah, and then if you, I mean, doing a search on YouTube is probably easiest because yeah. hashtags on Instagram for that long can be tricky yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one's coming up in December. Maureen Kiwi on YouTube hosts it. It's a Harry Potter read-a-watch-along-a-thon. 
So you read the books and you watch the movies and she has different hosts each year who come on and talk about each book. So that's one of my favorites. Um, I still haven't read all of Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fun fact. For the world what to know about. Part, I mean, this is not <laughs> a judging space. What parts have you read? Like, what did uh, you... So I stopped after the... I took a break after the fifth book. That's literally everyone. Yep. So I'm like, there. I'm there. <laughs> that's where I'm at. The fifth book really ends a lot. Because <laughs> that's one of the Triwizard Tournament, right? No, that's four. Okay, but, so maybe it's four. Five, I can't remember five. <laughs> five is like... It just... It got to be a lot. lot. And I, I, yeah. mean, I knew what was coming. I knew what was going to happen, but I just... I binged them, yeah. and I think I binged myself out, so yeah, yeah. I'm no, taking a break. Cool. Well, I'm excited that you can read six and seven sometime. If <laughs> totally, you for the first to. time ever. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of jealous. That's awesome. That's what everyone says. Yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah, so no, maybe for great. the read-a-watch-along-a-thon, <laughs> which is way more fun to say than read-a-thon by itself. <laughs> so read-a-watch-along-a-thon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, <laughs> I mean, Harry Potter is the perfect lead-into. YA is your, like, favorite, right? Like, that's, like, your... Oh, well, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I really like historical fiction, too. Cool. Um, and there's a lot of good, and I am having, like, the biggest brain fart, so I'm not going to remember anybody's names, but one of my favorite books of all time is called All the Light We Cannot See, and it's actually an adult fiction book, cool. and it's historical fiction set in Paris during World War II about a blind girl who lives through the war with her dad, and it's really, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, but yeah, I really like young adult, and I think maybe I realized this during my other panel this morning that maybe part of it is because I didn't have or I didn't know maybe there maybe it existed, but I don't think it did in the same way. I didn't have the representation when I was growing up and reading young adult books that now exists. And so I think I'm reading it for my past self a little bit. Man, <laughs> but also it's just cool really though. fun. <laughs> it's really fun, and it is. I mean, I feel like sometimes, I don't know. I feel like sometimes YA gets like a, oh, you're reading like kids books. But if you're reading for entertainment Mm -hmm. and to like take a break, it's so nice to read something that's like fun. Totally. And light sometimes. They're not all like that, but. Some of them deal with really, (laughs) really deep stuff. Some are heavy also, but. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's also a genre which I sort of recently learned about, maybe in the past year, called new adult which is emerging as a genre, sort of in between like adult fiction and young adult fiction. Um, For example, one book that I thought was young adult that I read this year, which is like my favorite ever, called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. It's so good. If you're a nerd, you will love it. Um, Also, if you like queer fiction, you will love it. Um, But as I was reading it, I realized it was not young adult because, and one of the key indicators is with like more intimate scenes, for example, in young adult, they usually fade to black. (laughs) In new adult, they do not. (laughs) They don't go into like crazy detail, but yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is new adult. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So that's kind of a fun like in between genre that is out there too. I also had never heard of that. That's awesome. There's a lot of book stuff in the world. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of stuff in the world, but there's like, yeah. It's also like being a nerd, there's so much content. Mm-hmm. And so trying to, it's, it's trying to find the balance of knowing about everything and finding the things you like, but also you could read or watch or experience things forever, every forever. second of forever. And, yeah. and books is like, Oh my God, the biggest, yeah, the Just biggest, all like, of history. Group. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yep. 
That's um, rough. <laughs> you've mentioned some books that you love already, but do you have like recommendations or things you're very excited that are coming out soon? Mm, that's a really, I should have prepared for that question. Mm, sorry. <laughs> I did not. I did not. No. I mean, that's um, what happens when you don't plan out questions ahead of time. Okay. I mean, definitely um, Mackenzie Lee's new book that is coming out. In, yeah. Isn't that coming out soon-ish or not? Definitely something I should know. I, know I it's, feel it's like it is. the third yep. mm-hmm. of the Montague siblings. The Montague siblings, yep. Books. And uh, I don't remember the kid's name because he didn't have a real name until <laughs> recently. But it's on the uh, shirt. Yep. So it, like, <laughs> it sure <upstairs>. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Lee's new book. I'm really excited about that. Um, to give us credit, it's not out yet. So we. No, it's not. It's, it's okay not. that we don't know all the Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give ourselves that. <laughs> that break. Uh, but a gentleman's guide to vice and virtue and it's the Montague siblings trilogy now. Um, so fun. Like they're historical, they're queer, they're fun. And they all have completely like unexpected, completely unexpected things that happen in them. Like I could have never seen them coming. So probably that. Yeah. (laughs) Is there, what are some of your other like favorites or if someone if someone has like not really gone back to YA as mm-hmm. an adult like what are some books that you would recommend like YA is fun for adults to read too I know yeah yeah gentleman's guide counts for that also definitely but. counts for that I mean ship it by Britta one of my favorite yeah. books of all time also talking um, about reading and like <laughs> seriously blushing because you didn't realize what you were getting into I was I oh, picked up yeah, the book yeah on vacation with my family, sitting next to my five-year-old niece, and I got to the first, like, ten pages, and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to read this later. Okay, so do the same thing with Red, White, and Royal Blue. Okay, you read that you. one. Yeah, like, yes, you know. Like, it's, it gets a little blushy. Yeah, um, But it's, like, so good. Um, yeah, so pretty much anything nerd-related. Um, uh, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Uh, I can't remember, like, all of the author's names are falling out of my head, but that one is older and amazing. Um, You know, anything John Green, I mean, he's everywhere now, but he wasn't at one point and he's always been amazing. Uh, Becky Albatali is also great. Um, Maureen Johnson is a name. She writes fun books. She collaborates with John Green a lot. I think it's Maureen Johnson. Yeah. So uh, there's like so, so much sorry. out I there. I literally cannot help at all. And I'm like just looking around. Hello, anyone? <laughs> there are these real people. Do we think they exist? <laughs> yeah, they do. Hooray. It's like we will write an actual list with links to them and the correct names for everything. I will write a list one day. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have it. Uh, we'll yeah. have it on the website. We'll have, we'll make a list for totally. everyone. That's yes. great. Definitely. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But what else do I want to ask you? I get stuck on. I get stuck on favorite books. So then yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is my favorite book, and I everyone needs to read it. And <laughs> that's, that's what happened with Britta's book. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, well, the people who you have collaborated with so far are some of my favorites like cb lee That's i love not an accident all You're of her like, books <laughs> Hi, please meet this author yeah please please them. do that uh-huh so i love that and ash's books amazing yeah. and fun and all just nerdy and geeky which is yeah. another thing that is starting to show up more in like media in general which is really cool because going to conventions is becoming normal yeah and something really cool <laughs> that cool. i've seen so actually at at Emerald City this past year, 
Mallory introduces me to every author I know. So we ended up going to dinner with a bunch of authors, and it was really cool because I kind of learned for the first time how many books are being written that are like a merge of two genres or an mm. overlap of two things mm -hmm. that don't I've never heard of before. Like I think I think someone was talking about writing like queer romance that always involves food or a bakery and I was like, "Oh, word. Those are three things uh -huh. that I love. Uh -huh. That's really cool." Yeah. So like there is kind of a I don't know if it's like the way publishing is going or that people can self-publish or just like yeah. that or There's Julia Ember, because she writes, like, hers were Little Mermaid inspired. And then there was, like, mythical romance throughout the ages. Yeah, it's and cool. the, the most recent book club that I've done, or second most recent, is with Sarah McLean, who writes romance novels, mm -hmm. but they're also historic, but they're also feminist. And so, like, those three things I've never heard of going together. So I think there is kind of a magical overlap of, like, Mm -hmm. Pick two or three things that you love, and there's probably a book you never thought would have existed because it's so specific. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of amazing that they're being written yeah. and published. It's, it's, I guess it's like a lot of fanfic you can do that with, but now it's now it's books that are published, and you don't have to like scour the depths of the internet, <laughs> which is sometimes hard to do to can find be. those things. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. Cool and true. Um. I don't think I have any more podcast questions for you. Okay. What, I guess, <laughs> tell everyone what your podcast is and, mm -hmm. like, what you're going to be doing with that as you grow it. Totally. Um, well, I've been on YouTube for a minute. I've been at least 10 years. I can't remember exactly how long. I haven't made a video in a year. I've been on a short break. Um, that's decided, the great thing about the internet. You can just take breaks when you need to. Break. Um, but yeah, just, so decided that books and makeup were my niche. Um, and then <clears throat> life kind of happened. I needed a break. and But I miss talking about books so much because it was so fun. And I really feel passionately that there aren't enough queer people talking about queer books on the internet in like specifically BookTube or like Bookstagram. Um, so I thought, well, kind of like I was saying earlier, well, a podcast is going to be not easier because it's a lot of work. And I knew that because video is a lot of work, but like it more seems like you're cutting portable the work out though. It does seem like it, but you're really yeah. not. Yeah. And then it's more, I mean, there is the portability factor. Like we're mm -hmm. sitting in a conference room right now and we're recording this podcast. Right. So, cause I tried to record an interview with, um, CB Lee at Geek Girl Con last year. And then it was just terrible. The like audio was terrible and the video was There's terrible. Technology it was just like so much. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, maybe if this is a podcast, I could take that with me or do it over the distance like mm -hmm. you do. Right. So that's kind of where the podcast came from. And, uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've only done two episodes and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to, my goal is to talk about books, like review them do my list things that I do and then interview cool people who do things with books, authors, pe you know, people who read books like you, <laughs> people who cosplay books like people Shakespeare and me. Book yeah. a year, which is actually, I got, I bought Ship It last year and I told, yeah, I you did. Like, please don't be sad <laughs> if I, like, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't read very much. And so she signed it like, I hope this is the one book you read next year. And then it was, which was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there are at least a couple of us who read one book a year. I know, I know. But you read graphic novels, which is what I want to have you on my podcast to talk about, because those count. Yeah, 
It's They're reading. definitely faster to read, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. is key in my <laughs> list of requirements for reading right now. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> um, yep. Awesome. So, so where where are the places to find you and your things? Uh, probably the easiest is just Instagram because it links out to everything, which I think I wrote here at Malloray. Um, and yeah, MalloraryofSunshine.com is my website, which also has all the kind of offshoots into all the things that I have on the internet. Yeah. And the podcast is called Watch Ya Reading because it's like the YA and yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it sounds better when you see it than when you say it. <laughs> so there you go. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. I, uh, I, every time mm-hmm. I talk about books, I feel motivated to read more books so yeah, maybe that'll too. be my 2020 goal i've read like two books this year mm-hmm. and that's that's rough <laughs> so this is weird for me yeah. so just feel you're you're in good company is all awesome thank you so much thank you um outro music oh yeah yeah so <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode you can head to our archives to hear more or hit subscribe to hear what's coming up next If you want to go a step above and beyond, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other nerdy people find us, or you can go to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek to help keep the podcast going and check out the cool rewards that we have over there. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Bye.